Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, feedback, public or private. Today we describe whether or not to give feedback in public or in private or neither. Here we go. At every conference we hold, whether it's public or private, the same thing happens all the time. We get asked all these questions about feedback. You know, should it be public or private? You know, can I get feedback in front of others? I don't right. have, you know, I don't have time to ask everyone to come to my office. So what do I do? What can I do? Right. And then there's the other one, right? Which is, hey, can I give positive feedback in public and just, you know, take the negative and give that in private? Yeah. All these questions around feedback. And, you know, these are folks coming to a conference that listen to our podcast. So obviously, we need to talk about this a little bit. Right. Right. And, and, and I think a, a lot of the questions around it are, are based on the totally wrong historical guidance or guidance that many people know, which is praise in public and criticize in private, right? I want to address that and why it's wrong in a totally separate cast. It might be a short cast, but I think what we want to do is just focus on, okay, what environment is appropriate for giving feedback? What should be your thoughts? You know, in golf, before you hit the ball, coaches say you should have a, a swing thought, right? You know, what's going to be your swing thought? For me, it's don't mess up. And here, you know, it, what thoughts do we want people to have, managers to have when they're giving feedback? Um, so here's, here's our guidance. We've got six recommendations. Um, number one, first of all, you don't need to get totally private. You just don't, okay? Um, privacy actually creates a sense of importance around the feedback, which is antithetical to the idea of feedback, right? At least as we define it. Number two, public is totally dangerous and wrong, right? I mean, you have to ask first to give feedback, and you're asking somebody to make a determination in front of other people, so it's, it's not right at all. It doesn't work. Okay, so number three, that leads us to if you don't need to get totally private and public is wrong, and number three, the answer is neither public or private because they're so opposite one another, but really private is closer to correct, and the phrase we want you to have in your head is for the private use of. Um, but number four, look, you can be quiet. You can lower your voice when you're giving feedback. In fact, you can give feedback in a whisper. We do this all the time at conferences, and people are surprised how quickly and how quietly we can give feedback. And so that we might be not exactly surrounded by the people, but we could be in a meeting room, and you could lean over to a direct and give feedback in five seconds in a whisper, and you'd be done. The other recommendation we have is deliver while you're moving. In other words, while you're walking through the office or whatever. And the great thing about that is that says, you know, this is not a big deal. If it was a big deal, I'd be having you in my office kind of thing. And, and the last recommendation we have that, that makes a big difference is probably one of the most important learnings we have about feedback in the last five years is keep it short, right? We don't need a speech. We need a brief interaction. And the shorter it is, the more likely you are to give feedback and the more willing your directs are to take feedback. Good. Okay. So 
I think it's obvious, but we'll just state it that you can give feedback in private, right? So that's yeah, that's sure, okay, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the challenges, though, is the managers need to have it in private, and what that means in terms of the frequency of feedback. And yeah. So our first point really is you don't, you can be in private, but you don't need to get totally private. Yeah. Um. Th- this is probably the biggest mistake that most managers make in terms of this whole public and private conundrum that we've got here, right? Managers tell us they want to avoid any chance of any delivery that's in any way public. You know, they want to avoid embarrassing their direct, which is great. We don't have any problem with that. Uh, they, they want to be sure that if, if something goes poorly, you know, there won't be a crowd around, right? Okay. No, these are not bad swing thoughts, if you will. They want to have a clear mind when they deliver it, right? They don't want to have distractions. They don't want to be interrupted, right? And so, look, folks, if some of these thoughts have been in your head and have caused you to think, I've got to get totally private, we totally understand, right? They're good thoughts, right? Yeah, they really are. Problem is just is thinking that way, though, gets you in, they, it just gets in the way of delivering feedback to your right. directs as frequently as you need to. Yeah, your directs actually tell us they want feedback. We do this at every conference, right? We ask, how many of you, if your boss is professional and polite, would want more feedback? And everybody raises their hand. And then we say, how many of you are actually giving feedback? And oops, not so many. <laughs> right? And it's like, hey, you, you, can't, you can't be not giving it to your directs and then complaining that your boss doesn't give it to you when you want it. Our directs are not that much different from us. So, yeah, we try to get totally private. And what happens is that reduces how often we give feedback and our directs don't benefit. Many managers, in our experience, put a lot of weight behind the idea of private, totally private feedback. And again, we understand, uh, let's not introduce fear into your directs in front of other people. And the idea of public and private as different choices tends to obscure the fact that they're also total opposites. If I give you a number scale from 1 to 10, 1 and 2 are different but they're not at opposite ends of the spectrum. But on a scale of one to 10, if public is one, private has to be 10, right? And the real question when it comes to delivering feedback isn't how private you can get in order to be respectful of your direct. Again, we appreciate that effort. We like it when managers think respectfully. The real question is how often you give feedback. And the fact is, Managers who think privacy is important give a lot less feedback than those who get used to delivering feedback quietly, casually, during the course of the day, in a, in a relaxed way. The real issue with feedback is not how private you get, but how frequently you get, or how frequent you give it. When you start thinking about getting into a private setting out of respect, Again, it's a good-hearted motive, right? It's actually counterproductive. Whereas if we make our goal frequency, how often we can give feedback, we totally increase how much we give, even if we don't do it perfectly. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, right? Yeah, exactly. You do it faster. And and not only that, people tell us all the time, the more feedback I give, it's like that self-looking ice cream cone you talk about. Yeah. Now I, I give it, it's better, and I want to do it more frequently. I want to do it more because I get lots of positive feedback from my directs. Wow, thanks a lot, boss. Thanks a lot, boss. I've told the story before about um, the manager at USAA who who uh, was managing a team of call center representatives, and 
the person to his immediate left in the in the line of people on his team uh, sitting at their at their little cubicles actually they're more like carols at a call center and he gave some some negative feedback to the guy to his left they're very polite hey can you use the feedback when you when you say that in the call i think it makes the call go south a little bit and the guy was like yeah you're right i totally knew I'm, i that's the wrong word it was too too confrontational and at that moment after he did that like like everybody on his team that were in the carols further away from him, sort of in this line, leaned back in their chairs and looked at their boss, a really good manager, and said, hey, can I have some more feedback, right? And why? Because he delivers it politely. He doesn't have to be in private. He just gave feedback actually in front of me, but he lowered his voice, and it wasn't as if I could hear every single word. And everybody else heard the cadence that made them realize he was giving feedback to one of their coworkers, but they didn't really know what it was. And it reminded them they like getting feedback that way. And they get better at receiving the feedback. They learn that it doesn't have to be totally in private, but you're not trying to embarrass them in public. They get better at receiving it, right? The more you do something, the better you, you get at it. They get better at acting on it because it's generally smaller. You're not making it a big deal. And something else, too. They become more forgiving when we don't do it just right because they're wanting the frequent feedback. The problem with privacy is that we have to get there first, and that reduces the number of times we can give feedback. And directs tell us they want a lot more feedback than they're getting, and they're willing, in most cases, to tolerate that lack of perfect delivery in return for more. And that's really all, more. That's what they want. Now look, there's a caveat. We're not telling you folks that you get to run roughshod over your directs here, okay? You can't just start giving tons of feedback, doing it poorly, delivering with anger, and, and blame it on an interest in doing feedback frequently, quote unquote, right? Yeah, that would be a distortion of our advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we give this guidance about frequency with an assumption that you'll do so with kindness, without anger. We do so assuming that you know that when we say feedback, we don't mean negative feedback necessarily. We just mean feedback. It could be positive or it could be negative. If you still hear feedback is negative um, and you don't have a good track record of, of not being able to beat up your directs, you're probably not in the right frame of mind to shoot for frequency as your standard in order to get over the privacy issue. Yeah, it's an amazing. And it doesn't matter what you tell yourself, but you got to be self-aware enough and aware of the reactions of your directs to know whether or not your feedback is coming across the way we intend it to. Yeah. I mean, that, frankly, that's one of the reasons why I don't give feedback unless I can chuckle. Unless I can smile while I'm giving feedback, it means I'm too angry. If I can't smile, I'm too angry and I don't give it. And literally, if someone saw, saw me giving feedback to Maggie, for example, it was negative feedback, they would assume by my facial expressions that it was positive. Right. Which takes away, for me, takes away the whole fear of the public-private thing. Right. Now, one of the things you say to people at conferences is that you, the, the, the whole issue of you chuckling is a way to get over what, a, a weakness that, that you know you have and one that I've had before too, which is we, we might very well, in an interest of doing it quickly, deliver it and do it with anger, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've we know it doesn't it. work. It doesn't work. Yeah, I've done it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. 
We want to. We feel like we should. We're a little bit angry, and so we're motivated to take action, but we know it doesn't work. Well, yeah, the, the point there is not to go back over the feedback models, but the point there is when delivering in anger, it's no longer about encouraging the direct. It's all about expression of anger. It's all about, yeah. anger, right? It's all about the man getting it off his or her chest, right? Well, well said, sir. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a situation recently where you delivered a, a two-day training event to a corporate client. Pretty, pretty standard request, one day of effective manager, one day of effective communication. There was a manager there who said all the right things, seemed to have a good attitude, nice guy, very polite to us, professional, pleasant. But over the course of the two days, several of those directs came up to us and told us in no uncertain terms that he was abusing them. He interrupted their one-on-ones on a whim. He berated his team. He never gave positive feedback. He dragged them out of meetings for updates. He was rude. He bullied them. He's peremptory when a simple request would have sufficed. And yet, based on our interaction with this manager, we would have never guessed that he wasn't a positive-minded manager. He was polite to us. He was saying all the right things. But his directs convinced us he wasn't. And, and believe me, we were convinced. And look, if we tell him, be frequent, and we don't, we're not aware that he's delivering with anger, we might be unleashing a not positive force in, in his workplace because he's going to go out there and, as we said earlier, run roughshod over his team, all in the interest of getting giving more frequent feedback. Yeah. Well, I was, I was so fooled by his demeanor with us and the way he talked that it really, it just makes me concerned that there's more folks out there listening to us right now who have the same problem he did. Yeah. Yeah. Being a manager is hard. And there are times when it's easier to rely on your position, your role power to get things done. Many directs mistakenly categorize their bosses as high D because the boss is short and directive and not personable in his or her interactions. Bosses do that because they can do it. And so what happens is you're not polite. You're not nice. You're not a caring boss. You know, this comes from two former military officers, two engineers. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you you have the right face on to hire management, but to your directs, you're dismissive and rude, and it's not right. And folks, if you worry that this may be you, it's okay still to shoot for frequency when you deliver as a way to address the whole public and private thing, but only if you're nice about it. As long as you're certain that if Mike or I were watching, and we would infer that when you gave that frequent feedback you had some love in your heart when you did so, well, okay then. Be frequent and, and stop trying to get into total privacy. Otherwise, if you're not sure we would draw that conclusion, you've got to work on your state of mind and, and really maybe even the state of your heart before you up your frequency and get more comfortable perhaps delivering in less private circumstances. Yeah. There's another problem with privacy as a goal, right? If you're thinking about privacy versus frequency. When you give feedback only in private, it sends a message that is completely counter to the idea of feedback. Feedback is small, right? It's not a big deal. It's right. a small correction. It's that steering wheel you're going down a long straight road, and you're in your hand at the top of the wheel is moving slightly because all the time, all the time, right? Yeah. And this idea of doing it in private gives some kind of sense of import to the feedback that is counter to the whole idea. Of yeah, it's small. It's not a big deal. It's something that if you didn't give it today, you wouldn't worry about it, right? If it were a big deal, you'd have to give it. But feedback isn't a big deal, so you don't have to give it today. Right. 
but doing it in private says this is a big deal. Yeah, if you totally, if you tell somebody, hey, look, come by my office, we need to chat for a minute, and so you get into a totally private setting, you're, you're saying it is a big deal. You're saying, I worry about how you react. You might react, right? It sends a message of, you really need to pay attention to this. This is noteworthy. Again, it just says this is a really big deal. And, and frankly, if it's negative, as it often is, this might be punishment, and look, when you deliver negative feedback in private, or when you deliver feedback in private, your direct doesn't know at first if it's positive or negative. The need for privacy that we all, that many of us have, says it's probably negative to them, even if we don't mean it, and you're just introducing all kinds of additional pain and suffering in the mind of your direct when you do it. Think of it this way. If you work for a boss who doesn't give you much performance communication at all, let's assume that's true, right? If your boss came to you at one in the afternoon and said to you, come by my office at the end of the day, would you worry that you'd done something wrong and he wanted to have the conversation in private, quote unquote? Yeah, you would. Doesn't that give you some sense of how giving feedback exclusively in total privacy is going to cause your directs to see it as a bigger deal than it is? The praise in public, criticize in private has caused managers to go to this total privacy thing. They add, it adds weight, it adds import, it adds drama, it takes time, and it's not effective. Right. Now, you mentioned that praise in public, criticize in private. Let's forget talking about the, the criticize for a second here. Let's talk about okay. praise. Now, people often conflate praise and feedback. They're two separate things, and we could mention it. We don't need to go in a lot of detail there, but I want to talk about the whole the whole public thing, giving feedback in public as why we recommend you don't do that. You equate it to praise, but I also know there are some managers who think, well, if they want frequency, I'll just give it in front of other people. Ah, you oh, know, yeah, there you my go. people ought to be tough enough to handle it. And the classic way this happens is yelling. Right, which of course is not feedback either, <laughs> but bosses do describe yelling as feedback yeah, they because do. they just they just see it as I want my people to change, and so this is feedback. It's input input for them, right? I'll just call it a, just call it a butt chewing. And, and yeah, well, ho feedback. hopefully those of you who have been with us for a while know that if you if you're raising your voice, it's not feedback, it's asinine. <laughs> so look. Yeah, the concept of public feedback is a dangerous one. Some of us think that it's somehow a good thing, and folks, you're wrong. It's You're totally wrong. This is the way I like to think of it. Some managers think that it's the giving of feedback that matters, but that's not true. It's the receiving of feedback that matters. Communication is what the listener does. Some managers, some of us out there you know, in the world, think that we matter more than our direct. Which is true organizationally, but it's not true individually, right? And, and so we think we can give feedback whenever we like. We think that everybody ought to hear it when somebody messes up. Everybody can learn from everybody else. The problem is those thoughts, those swing thoughts, if you will, might make sense to you, but they don't work. It embarrasses the recipient to get negative feedback in public. It embarrasses lots of recipients to get positive feedback in public. And it embarrasses the audience. And frankly, it also scares the audience. You know, you can wish all you want for a team of directs tough enough to stand up to it. But even if you had a team like that, they still wouldn't like it. And you still wouldn't be encouraging effective behavior in the future, which, as you alluded to earlier, is the, the reason for feedback, right? It's the purpose of feedback. Let's remember something here, right? When we ask, can I give you some feedback? We're not supposed to change our delivery 
depending upon whether the feedback is positive or negative. The right tone, in all cases, is pleasant, friendly, and brief. Whether it's positive or negative, the right tone to deliver feedback is pleasant, friendly, and brief. Pleasant, friendly, and brief. So you can't, you just can't give feedback in public. Yeah, you can. You can give feedback. It just oh, won't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I make that mistake every once in a while. I, I, you know, I'm exhorting people. I say, you can't do that. Well, actually, you can. It just really doesn't work. And as busy as everybody is, we don't have time to be doing stuff that doesn't work. Right. And again, your belief that your directs ought to be adult enough or tough enough aren't born, born out from our research from directs responses. When we ask, the direct doesn't know if we're going with positive or negative. Regardless of whether you think that your directs ought to be tough enough, most directs are not. They tell us they hate public feedback. And further, after a while, they hate you for doing it. Right. If you want to know why, that, that really is a longer conversation. But try to remember that you're not just you to them. You're the boss to them. It's not your self-image that matters here. It's their image of you that makes this thing so much harder. Yeah. yeah. At some point, we need to talk about that, but not now. Not now. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to your analogy of a scale of numbers one to 10. Let's say private is one and, and public is, is 10. Isn't it true that although we don't want it to be public, that private is closer to the truth than public? Yeah, exactly. And I think, the, again, I think this argument is I have to be private because I wouldn't want to be public. And the whole idea is we're comparing a black and white. Private is one and public is 10. Well, it's not. I mean, there are places when we have private conversations with other people, but we're in a public space, right? And so the answer is probably maybe two, actually probably even three or four is better, right? It's in the scale between totally public and totally private where you get a lot more opportunities to give feedback and directs tell us they don't mind, okay? This whole discussion about which to give feedback, public or private, is misleading, because there are plenty of professional situations we're in that are neither public or private, but will work for giving feedback, okay? You know, in general, though, we do recommend feedback be given privately. And then that doesn't, not, notice, I didn't say in private. I said privately. And that means for the private use of our direct. Sometimes managers think about the idea of being for the private use of a direct, and that somehow translates into being in complete privacy when we deliver. And that's not a perfect comparison. You can give feedback for the private use of your directs and yet still be in something like a public setting. And the key to ask is, will anyone else but my intended recipient be able to not just hear, but hear completely and understand fully the entire feedback moment? So that eliminates public feedback, getting in front of a group. Yes, feedback. exactly. Yes, right. But it also makes possible plenty of situations that aren't completely private. Yeah. And since there are lots more situations that are not completely private, then there are situations that are completely private, right? This makes feedback much more plausible on a regular day-to-day basis. Yeah. And it also causes us to realize that it's not just the surroundings that matter. Our behavior in delivering it, right? How we deliver it, the tone, yes, the, the whether we whisper or not, all that factors into the whole public-private conversation. There you go. Yep, totally good. Look at that. Let's talk about whispering. It's real easy when you give somebody feedback. Whisper if you have to. 
And literally, you can be five feet away from somebody and whisper, and it won't be heard. Matter of fact, you do this all the time at conferences, right? Yeah, I, it, it really does surprise people. In fact, you and I learned the value of this when we had, I think I've talked about it on air before, where uh, we had a meetup in Washington, D.C., and I leaned over to somebody at the table and gave them a bit of private feedback, and the people at the table were stunned, right? I mean, they were stunned that I said it loud enough so they could hear, but I did it very fast, and they could they could easily see that if I'd lowered my voice a little bit more, it would have been completely private. So yeah, um, this is my favorite way to increase your chances of giving feedback. And I've actually done this recently with Wendy and Maggie and, and Mike Swinson at public conferences, stand in the back of the room while maybe you're telling a story or adding a point of view, you know, and I, I whisper, I lean over and I whisper. I, I've done it during a break, walking by one of our team and just in five seconds, lowering my voice enough to have a private conversation in the middle of a crowded room. So our first guidance is lower your voice. It works very well for lots of our managers who are listeners who ask about giving feedback at their cubicle, right? Or at their direct's cubicles. You go right up to your direct's desk, you kneel down or you lean down, you lower your voice to a whisper and you briefly deliver some feedback. You'll be surprised how much directs actually love this, what feels like semi-public, but is essentially a private conversation approach to things. Right. There's a lot less stigma associated with that than being called into to your boss's office. Yeah, exactly. This this sort of desk side, what I like to call sotto voce, which is Italian or, you know, it's, it, it's lowered voice, gives people the impression that it can't be argumentative or it can't be an accusatory moment. Otherwise, you would have sought more privacy, right? Directs tell us it feels just like you're talking about work that it's not a personal attack, it's not something embarrassing. It sends a message that this is just work, it's unimportant. We're not trying to get you alone, so if you have a, a bad moment responding, it's not going to be dramatic. And that kind of stuff actually leads to a buildup that virtually guarantees a direct is thinking, uh-oh, right, this is important. Yeah, and any single piece of feedback is not important. Exactly. I, I, I think... I think that's hard for managers. I think, I think managers who don't give it enough assume, well, it's got to be important, right? I got to. Otherwise, it wouldn't be giving feedback, right? Exactly. They yeah. think because they're missing the whole frequency thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. An interesting side note here is that a lot of folks who work in, in cube farms and cubicles complain about noise around their desks, right? They say, well, you know, I, I can't, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't like working here. I need total privacy. I need an office, blah, 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 blah. They say they can't think, they want other people to avoid having conversations, chatting, etc. Actually, this is actually during the workday, of course. And a lot of those people come in early and stay late just because I can't get any work done from 9 to 5, right? And then those same people want to complain about desk-side quiet feedback because they'd really rather not say why, they just don't like it because their argument for privacy goes right out the window very, very quickly. They're wrong on both counts about cubes being inefficient, right? De look, delivering for the private use of our direct by lowering our voice is an easy way to think about increasing the frequency and also 
the validity of the feedback. If we give it in a semi-public place and people feel like it's just an aside, right, which is, which is how it comes across when you lean over to somebody and just mention to them in a meeting uh, something they could do better or praise, uh, public positive feedback. But you, you could literally do it in a meeting, right? You could sit next to somebody, you can lean over, and you could provide feedback. Now look, clearly, you don't want to deliver something harsh or stinging if they still have a role to play in the meeting, but that's not the point of feedback anyway. If you're halfway through the meeting and somebody's really messed up and you give clumsy negative feedback and they still have more to present, you're probably not helping them at that moment. But look, you could even do it at the end of a meeting. You could quietly share five seconds worth of feedback with any of your directs in the milling about that happens when meetings are over. Sure, others are around, but with a quiet voice, no one else will be able to hear it all and understand it completely. And frankly, you don't have to lower your voice significantly in a lot of public places to be able to deliver feedback. We've all walked by hundreds, if not thousands, of conversations in hallways that were occurring as we walked by. We heard a word or maybe a sentence, but pretty quickly we lose the ability to keep track of or hear what is being said. You can easily, standing in the middle of the hallway, have a brief 15-second feedback conversation with one of your directs, even if others are passing you by. You lower your voice a touch, and you stay brief, and it works wonderfully, and it totally reinforces the idea of feedback as not personal in the same way that leaning down by their cube, uh, the side uh, side of their cube, it, it does does that as well. Yeah, works beautifully. You know, another idea that um, we often see, and this is frankly one of my absolute favorite techniques in terms of giving feedback, because it really takes advantage of the, the small moments that you have to give feedback that, and, the, and these moments are brief, just natural result of what you're doing, which is as you're walking down the hallway, right? You, you get out of meeting, somebody does something, either positive or negative, doesn't matter. You briefly just walk with them down the hall and say, hey, can I give you some feedback? real quietly and you're walking to different meetings and you depart ways and it's done five seconds 10 seconds yeah now obviously you don't mean in a group of folks right that you're all walking together and the only you're only giving feedback to one of them uh, and they can all hear yeah, right not yeah. in a group of not five people closely huddled together but right we're walking down the hall there's other people that are passing us by right? right somebody might pass us in the hall somebody might walk in front of us or behind us or it's almost con it's almost like a conspiratorial type of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's kind of how it feels. I cock my head off to the left. Hey dude, can you give some feedback? Hey, when you did that? It's probably not effective on the air because I can't just say, Hey, can you give some feedback? Right. And I don't want people thinking I'm, you know, it, it doesn't come across well on air, but all you have to do is lower your voice a little again and just ask, can I give you some feedback? We'll bet that you're direct the vast majority of times leans in a little bit lowers their voice a little bit as well, and says yes. Look, wouldn't you, if you knew your boss was going to be polite and respectful about it, wouldn't you lean in, lower your voice, and say yes? Of course you would. You'd want to know, good or bad, in the great majority of situations, what the feedback is. And as we've said many, many times to folks, your directs aren't that much different than you. Pretty easy. I guess the other thing that we've said this probably, I don't know, a million times, not to exaggerate, but keep it short. This is hard when someone is just learning 
because it's hard to keep it short. Well, I, I think the problem is when we say keep it short, people really don't understand what we mean by short until, they, frankly, come to the conference and we give feedback in a brief manner. People go like, oh, like that brief? <laughs> yeah, like five seconds brief? Because yeah, they're comparing feedback to a butt chewing that takes 10 minutes, right? And we yeah. say, when we say brief, they think, oh, oh, down to a couple minutes. No, not a couple minutes. We're talking about a couple seconds, 10 seconds. Yeah, and that's why people want to get in private is because it's going to take a minute and they know they can't be in private or for the private use of the direct in the hallway if it's going to last a minute. Oh, dude, if you do it in your office, it is not going to be a minute. It's going to be 10 minutes. It's just the nature of a conversation behind closed doors. It invites a long discussion and feedback is not a long discussion. It's literally 10 seconds. Yeah. The very act of getting to somewhere private elevates the sense of importance and it creates that greater likelihood for excuses or defenses, or frankly, a belief there may be a reward coming. So think about keeping it short. And, and look, Mike, let's do this. Let, let me just, let, let's do three bits of positive feedback, or actually let's make them negative, right? So we'll take the edge off or we'll, we'll take the stigma away from the negative. I'm going to give Mike here on air three bits of, of, of negative feedback assuming I'm his boss and uh, we were just in a meeting. Let's do it differently. Let me, let me suggest something. Let's do okay. four pieces of feedback. Give me two positive and give me two negative. Let's just use this as, as, as an opportunity for people to hear. And, I, and folks, I want you to pay attention here. Pay attention to the tone of voice he uses, about how long it is, the subtle distinctions between positive and negative. <laughs> okay? How about okay. that? Okay. So I'll do two positives and then two negatives. Okay? okay. Hey, Mike, can you give some feedback? Sure. When you come in early to the meeting, uh, it makes my job setting up the room easier. Thanks for that. Cool. Okay. Another one. Hey, hey Mike, can I give some feedback? Sure. When you get your report to me ahead of schedule, uh, I don't have to come looking for you. It makes my job way easier. Thanks a lot. Cool. Thanks. Um, hey, Mike, can I give some feedback? Sure. When you're not ready for the meeting uh, and you don't have the numbers, um, and you gotta go get them. It just it just drags the meeting out a little bit. Can you do that better for me? Sure. Hey, Mike, can I give some feedback? Sure. When you raise your voice, when you're responding to questions, I think it sends a message that you're angry, which may give the impression you're not really ready uh, for the meeting. Um, Can you do that different for me? Sure. Yeah. So folks, if you're having a a difficult time trying to figure out the difference in terms of tonality between the positive and negative, yeah, you should have a difficult time because there is no difference. Yeah, and if you think about briefness, about shortness, you don't really worry as much about the tone of your voice being important in terms of delivering things. And the tone of your voice is polite. It's pleasant, as we said earlier. And and the shorter you make it means you'll give more and reduces the potential for dramatic conflict, if you will. Yeah, and for somebody like me who's who's prone to express themselves in angry tones, like keeping it short keeps me out of hot water. Yeah, it does. Right? I can put my, my normal high D anger stuff on the back burner for 10 seconds, but in a two minute conversation, it's going to come yeah. out. <laughs> Particularly when people start getting really defensive, right? And saying yeah, things exactly. that really aren't true in order to get out of being in trouble. But of course, when you give feedback, even when you give negative feedback, somebody's not in trouble. We're just giving feedback, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but if you think about keeping it short and you change our behavior a little bit, we can increase the frequency of our feedback and increase its effectiveness. If you think brief and you don't get, round the, get wrapped around the axle of private, you're going to start giving more. And when it comes to performance communication, more is better. Absolutely. 
Okay, so so a little bit of a wrap up here. You don't need to get totally private. On the other hand, pro- public is really wrong, right? The answer is neither, but private is closer to correct, right? And what we want is for the private use of our direct. And whisper if you have to, stay quiet and deliver when you're moving and keep it short. A lot of the questions that we get about this come from those who are uncomfortable with giving feedback because it's new. And that's fine, folks. We we know you're trying to learn and grow. It's okay to be thinking about looking for the perfect place, but the perfect place really isn't physical or locational. Rather, the perfect place is the right state of mind, which says, I need to share feedback only with the recipient, but I can do that in a lot of places if I keep it brief, if I lower my voice, and I do it frequently enough that my team comes to expect it and respect it for what it is. Just feedback. Excellent. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, partner. We'll Take see care. You next week. So long. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. Hey, if you're new to Manager Tools and you haven't checked out the Manager Tools basics, you might want to do so. There's a page on the website that contains those specific casts. There's also an RSS feed that you can add to iTunes or your podcast listener of choice, and it has what we consider to be the absolute basics of effective management. So if you haven't listened to those, that's a great place to start with Manager Tools. And you can find the Manager Tools basics right on the homepage of the website, www.managertools.com. All right, folks, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. So long.